Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 14th of March. Good to have you aboard. Of course, we are a Blue Wire podcast. However you're listening to us, we, of course, appreciate that. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. We're feeling good today. The Heat had a thrilling victory last night. More than like 13 lead changes, something like that. In the fourth quarter alone, the Heat get back in the win column on the... Well, I shouldn't say that because two games ago, the last time they were at home was against Cleveland. They did win that game. Obviously, your boy, the Zaslow family was there. But 3-3 three and three in that six-game homestand. Then they go to Orlando on Saturday night. They lose to the stupid Magic. But last night, they pick up a victory. They're trying to keep... Uh, uh, keep 
away from that number eight spot. I don't think they're able to catch number six, which right now is New York. Number five right there is Brooklyn, too. I think it's more about holding off number eight Atlanta and getting that home play in-game, which I think could be a lot of fun. So we're going to talk plenty about the Heat here this morning. Got to tell you, everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is presented by our friends, and they're going to be your friends, too, if you're dealing with a personal injury. Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys. If you've been involved in an accident, if you're dealing with a personal injury, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. First, you got to call 911. You got to make sure that everybody's okay. After that, you get an attorney on the phone immediately when you call Anajar and Levine. Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they've supported and believed in Zaslow Show 2.0 from before we even, before the first episode even debuted. So I got to tell you, if I trust them, I'm going to send you to them. If you're dealing with an injury, they're going to take care of you. 800-747-FREE. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys. 800-747-3733. The Dolphins, of course, yesterday also. The Dolphins. It seemed like a bit of a slow first day of free agency in the end. Although it's really, it's like the legal tampering period. Like my son had to say, because... It, they're they're allowed to legally tamper now. What does that mean? I was like, well, it's it's kind of like what the NBA does, where you have this moratorium, right? Where deals don't become official until Wednesday afternoon, but you could start talking to dudes on Monday. It was yesterday at noon, so you got like two full days. What's the purpose of that? You know, everyone, you, you see the parameters of deals out there. You see these guys have signed this. Well, they haven't actually signed the deals. They've agreed to the deals. But the point is, this way it gives teams. The opportunity, you don't have to, the idea behind it, even though likely no one follows it, and likely they've been talking to these players before the legal tamper period even opens up yesterday afternoon. The point is, you can talk to a player, and then you don't have to worry about him having already signed with someone else. This way, he's got 48 hours, essentially, to mull over several offers, and then things can become official. So, for instance, yesterday... The Dolphins signed inside linebacker David Long for the Tennessee Titans. I'm not going to sit here and, uh, you know, break down the PFF grades as if I as if I know all of his statistics. But I will tell you what I've read. People think this is a very good signing. A little bit of an injury history there. It That's, we've seen Chris Queer do this where there's a risk-reward kind of deal. And you can get a guy who has a little bit of an injury history like this David Long. You can get him at the price that you want. There's a risk but they think that the reward is greater than the risk. But the point here is the Dolphins have agreed to terms with David Long. He could turn around and say, yeah, I've changed my mind. Team B over here is offering me more money. Now, that's obviously frowned upon because that's bad business. That's not dealing in good faith, but he's totally allowed to do that. That's the point of this two-day legal tampering negotiating window. So anyway... That's what's going on. That's how I had to, to explain it to my son. So, Dolphins get an inside linebacker yesterday. I think you'd like to see them bring back Jerome Baker. He's a guy who's healthy. You can count on him. Solid linebacker, Jerome Baker. Obviously, you got Bradley Chubb there as well. So, uh, are you looking for a one more linebacker? Or are you going to bring back Elandon Roberts? I don't know. I already told you what I think as far as the running back situation goes. I don't think any running backs were, were picked up or moved yesterday. Although, I did see Austin Eckler has requested to talk to other teams about a trade because contract negotiations with the Chargers 
are obviously not going the way that he thought they would. We'll see if they grant him that request. I don't know. But no running backs were moving around yesterday. I would bring back Wilson and Mostert. I like that combination. Look, you don't have to have all pro guys at every position, all right? And the fact of the matter is, I think we all know if the offensive line is good, the running... Those two running backs in particular, if the offensive line is good, those two running backs are more than capable, more than good enough to be your top two guys. So I'd like to see both of those guys back. The Dolphins have a backup quarterback, I guess, right? Mike White, who I'm pretty sure the Jets liked. Mike White, who's a local kid, he signs with the Dolphins two years, potentially $16 million, though I I think... Only eight of it over the two years is it would be guaranteed. Actually, like four and a quarter is guaranteed. But it's essentially a two-year, $8 million deal, which has another potential $8 million in incentives. That seems like a great contract for, a, for what I think is a capable backup quarterback. The Dolphins haven't had very good backup quarterback play the last couple years. Two seasons ago, Jacoby Brissett was terrible, didn't win a single game. Last year, Teddy Bridgewater was not good either. And Skylar Thompson, I know everyone fawns over Skylar Thompson. I know Skylar Thompson, you know, he, he won that last game, of the, or, yeah, last game of the season, 11-6 against the Jets. And then Skylar Thompson, look, he battled out there. They put up a fight against Buffalo, but Skylar Thompson stunk that playoff game. It was the defense scoring. It was the defense putting the offense in position, and they were kicking nothing but field goals. Skylar Thompson stunk in that playoff game. Skylar Thompson was not good anytime we saw him in the regular season. To me, and yes, he's a rookie. And he's a rookie, un, un, a seventh-round pick rookie, right? So that's going to take time to develop, I suppose. But what I saw from Skylar Thompson, that was not an NFL quarterback. So I like the Mike White signing. I think he's a competent backup quarterback. I think the Dolphins did a nice job there yesterday. But like I said... Not a ton of movement out there. And obviously, we're all still waiting on the two quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. We'll circle back to that in a moment here. Let's talk about what's on everybody's mind right now. And that, of course, is your favorite little basketball team, the Miami Heat. So the Heat last night get a game they had to have. 119-115. Let's relive it a little bit. You had a bunch of lead changes there in the fourth quarter. This was a game the Heat were up double figures. The Jazz come back. The Jazz are now ahead most of the game. And then we got back and forth in the fourth quarter. The Heat find themselves, though, down by one. I think it was, what, one? I think it was 115-114. Yeah, I think it was 115-114. The Heat find themselves down by one with a minute to go. Shot clock winding down. On the shot clock, Hero for three. Kaboom! That tells you everything you need to know about Tyler Hero, doesn't it? He was one for nine from... Yes! Tyler Hero, that's your boy right there! Tyler Hero at 18. You heard Eric Reed there, though he got cut off. He was one of nine from three at that point, Tyler Hero. The point Eric's making there. Tyler Hero doesn't care how many he's made or missed. He still wants to take the big shots. Two for ten after that one right there. So the Heat go ahead... Yeah, and, and now, so it's a, it's a two-point game, 117-115. We're under 30 to play now. The Jazz have a chance to either tie or take the lead. Two-point heat lead, Jazz ball, clock winding down. 12 seconds to play. Ubaji drives all the way in and misses. 
missed it. Bam got a piece of it. Bam out of bio with the defensive play of the night. A potentially game-saving play by Bam Adebayo. Tremendous defensive play by Bam because if he commits to the ball handler, that's an easy lob for a dunk. If he commits to the guy who's wide open under the basket, that's an easy layup for the tie as well. But he totally played the middle there. He went straight up, held his ground, gets like a fingernail on the basketball to jar it loose away from what would have been a potential tying layup. Or maybe that was a pass. You can't even really tell. Perfect defense from Bam there. Two free throws later. 119-115. That's your final. Bam had 16 points and 9 rebounds. How about Gabe Vincent? Gabe Vincent with 18 last night. And look, we've seen that. Like Gabe Vincent, sometimes he'll give you 18. Sometimes he gives you two. He's a role player. Like that's that's what happens. Now I I do have to tell you I got to be fair. I got to be fair. I hate Kyle Lowry. Can't stand him. Want him off this team as soon as possible, which clearly it, you know has to be next year. But I got to be fair. Kyle Lowry was very good last night. Fourth quarter. Now Lowry does nothing for most of the game, which is you know part of the course. But fourth quarter last night, couple huge threes. Controlling the half court, controlling the basketball, had a couple big assists, especially finding Oladipo wide open under the basket for a layup there in the fourth quarter. I gotta be fair, Kyle Lowry was very good last night. All right, you you can't accuse me. Hey Zazlo, uh, you you're super biased because you hate Kyle Lowry. I do hate Kyle Lowry, but I could be fair. Lowry last night he played 19 minutes off the bench, which is so much closer to what I prefer than the 36 minutes he played. Saturday night in Orlando. He's a bench player. He should be playing around 15 minutes a game. And maybe he can give you what he gave you there last night. Where he's got a little bit of a burst because he's not playing as much. I thought Lowry was very good last night. Nine points, four assists. He had a couple big threes. both uh, two, two for four from three. Both of those came in the fourth quarter. That's the role he should be playing. Off the bench, help the team in the fourth quarter. He doesn't even have to play the finish of the game because he didn't. Gabe Vincent was in at the finish, I believe. Lowry was not. So, I like what the coach did there. Also, how about this? It's not a good thing that Cody Zeller broke his nose. But it's a good thing that it opens the door for Omar Yurtsevin. Yurtsevin scored his first basket of the season last night. He had two points and four rebounds in 11 minutes off the bench, which, you know, is essentially all he's going to get because he's Bam's backup. He's the backup center. Yurtsevin is so big out there, and he's got that hook shot in the paint where it's tough to stop. I love seeing Yurtsevin out there. I want to see more of him. I don't like that Zeller broke his nose, but this is a good thing that is coming out of it, is now the coach has to play Yurtsevin. Caleb Martin does his thing off the bench, double figures. He's been great since moving to the bench. <laughs> he, he was really good as a starter, too. He's been great off the bench. And Oladipo, look, very similar to Gabe Vincent. Oladipo will have nights like last night where he gives you 11 points, hits a few threes. Although every time Oladipo shoots, I never think it's going in. I'm a fan, but every time he's, his shot selection is super sus. Everybody knows that. Every time he shoots, I do not think it's going in. But he's kind of like Gabe Vincent in that area where some nights he'll play well and give you 11 off the bench. And other nights he's 0 for 5 from 3. You know, that's 
That's what he is at this point. So and, and all five starters, by the way, in double figures. Kevin Love had a couple early threes in that game. He had 11 points. So there you have it. The Heat, they get a game that they had to have. 119-115. I'm going to give you some of Jimmy Butler here after the game. He was asked about Kyle Lowry. Man, he's a, he's a winner. He plays at a high level, you know, and he'll do whatever you ask him to do, whether it be starting, coming off the bench, um, getting the ball where it needs to go. He made some um, big threes tonight. Um, has some key passes. Uh, that's that's what we want from him. No matter if he's coming off the bench or a starter, he's uh, he's always going to help us win. Jim, there was a play around three minutes left. Uh, you guys were down two, coming out of a timeout. You ended up taking that left wing three to kind of put you guys up. So I was just talking about you kind of and wanting you to take those shots, kind of keep the defense honest, kind of open up your lanes. I guess just how important are those gaps of the game where you kind of take those shots and open up for you? Uh, he does tell me to shoot more threes. Um, but I just feel like if, if I start shooting too many threes and there's not enough, you know, pain attacks and I can't shoot more threes, I don't want to. I want to play bully ball. I want to run in there and run into people. Um, I like a physical game. But, um, you know, every now and again, I'll, I'll take and make some threes. Like I said, Lowry was, he was very good last night, I thought. And, uh, and I, I love how Jimmy plays. You know, I'm having a conversation with my son last night. My older son. And he, he's super frustrated with the Heat this year. And his biggest complaint is they, they, don't have, they don't have any dynamic players. And I understand. what And like, so my wife is questioning it. She's like, what, what is, like, Jimmy's not any good anymore? And he's too old? And I said, no, Jimmy's having maybe the best season of his career. Jimmy's amazing. But here's the thing. Jimmy is not a dynamic player. Jimmy does not play the type of style that my son is talking about where you're super fast, super athletic, dunking on people's heads. That's not Jimmy's style. Jimmy likes to play the bully ball. Jimmy, Jimmy's not an explosive player. I love how Jimmy plays. I prefer how Jimmy plays. But my son has a point when he talks about that. Like, yeah, Jimmy's amazing, but he's not that dynamic, unstoppable kind of player. And it's not necessarily a bad thing for, for, for Jimmy. You would like the Heat to have another guy like that. Now, Bam has been that guy sometimes. Although, after seeing for like a month and a half, two months of Bam being that guy, last few weeks, he struggled at times. So, better bring that guy back out for the postseason. But Jimmy, I lo- like Jimmy last night, 24 points, 13 of 15 from the free throw line. I love that style. He loves that style too. That's why he doesn't shoot three-pointers. He wants to slow the game down and control the game like that. I love it. I love it. So here's where the Heat are as far as the standings go. You know, last night's other games that are of consequence to the Heat. Let's take a look at what else happened. I'll give you a few other things here. Games that are of consequence to the Heat. Atlanta lost. That's important as far as the Heat go. Boston lost at Houston. Terrible loss. And Milwaukee won last night at Sacramento. We, we got to get back to that. Uh, big deal, not a big deal. I got something for you there. Because there were some things that happened in that one. But the Heat now, so they pick up a game on Atlanta because of Atlanta losing. That's huge. They're now two up in the loss column on the Hawks. I told you, I think that's the Heat's MO at this one. Is to get number seven, stay away from number eight. At number Like right now, the play-in, the Heat would host Atlanta. The winner gets the seventh spot. The loser then hosts the winner of 9-10, which would be Toronto-Chicago, for the 8th playoff spot. <coughs> Excuse me. So, 
I think if you're Miami, you want two chance, you would get two chances to win one game, and you want both those chances to be at home. That's where the Heat currently sit. They're three back in the loss column, the Heat, of New York. They're four back in the loss column of Brooklyn. I don't believe they're catching either one of those teams. Both of them are playing too well at this point. So, I think you're going to be locked into seven, which right now is either going to be Boston or Philly in the first round. Both teams have 22 losses, Boston and Philly. So, yeah, that's where we're at right now. It's looking like Boston or Philly for the Heat in the first round. We're probably not going to know until the very end. Boston, I think we would scare the daylights out of them. They are not playing good basketball right now. Philadelphia, I think we could beat them. So, I, you know, there would be heavy dogs either situation. I think Boston will be a lot of fun. I think we could beat Philly. That's where we're at right now. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you got technically the NCAA tournament starts tonight. It's the it's the first four. We'll get to that a little bit. Big deal, not a big deal. Canes, of course, Friday night. How about this? We'll do a little on the NCAA. Not necessarily on this NCAA, but NCAA tournament. We're going to get our guy Shane Battier on the show today. Shane Battier, Miami Heat, great. All-time great collegiate basketball player. Yes, he went to Duke. Nobody's perfect, whatever. Shane Battier, he's going to join us on the show coming up in a few minutes. Love talking about the tournament with him. And, of course, uh, he is the author of of my all-time favorite moment in Miami Heat history, Game 7 in 2013, where he has the six three-pointers. I I love, I'm. it's my all-time favorite performance because of everything that was involved in that game. So I love talking to Shane. We'll get Shane Battier on the show here coming up in a few minutes. Couple other notes as far as the NBA last night. So on ESPN last night, the first game was Memphis and Dallas. Memphis beat Dallas 104-88. Mavericks are in trouble. So last night, <coughs> excuse me, Luka Doncic missed the game again. We knew that. Kyrie Irving was questionable. He did not play. He's sitting right there next to Mark Cuban, next to Luka Doncic. That trade is a disaster. And so, and this, and but Mavericks are done. I think Mavericks are, I think they are totally cooked. And you look right now, the Mavericks they could miss the playoffs altogether. They're number eight right now at 34 and 35. The Oklahoma City Thunder, who are on the outside looking in, are 33 and 35. Same amount of losses. The Mavs are just a half game up on them. And Utah, with Utah's loss last night to the Heat, Utah has dropped out 
of the 10th spot. New Orleans has moved into the 10th spot. The Mavericks, after acquiring Kyrie Irving, they lose again last night. There's something like 4-8 and or 4-9 and since acquiring him. They could miss the playoffs altogether. And you know what? You get what you deserve if you're the Mavericks. This guy is a... I don't use the, the he's a cancer. I never use that. This guy's a cancer in a locker room. This guy is a team killer. And you get what you deserve if you're the Mavericks. Think about this, okay? Well, first of all, of course Kyrie remains out. Kyrie, the writing's on the wall. He knew with Luka, first of all, they're not playing well, period. Then Luka goes down, and he's going to continue to be out there. They're going to continue to lose. He's going to get the blame. Deservedly so. He doesn't, he doesn't help his case out at all. He's going to get the blame, and he's only concerned about the money. We know this. That's why he put out that video. I'm a cancerous 15 guys, and now all of a sudden, he can't play. I, that's incredible timing. Luka gets hurt. Kyrie posts a video upset about people blaming him. Now he can't play. That's an incredible coincidence. This guy only cares about the money. He wants that next contract. That's why he's sitting out right now, because he doesn't want to be in the lineup. They're losing games. Everybody blames him. You get what you deserve if you're the Mavericks. He's a disaster, this guy. And that team, they are done. They are cooked. And here's why no one is going to give him the $200 million. Nobody's going to give him the contract he wants. And that's all he cares about. Is That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about winning. Nobody's going to give it to him. Think about it. Players who are in a contract year, they're normally on best behavior. Look at Kyrie in his contract year. You got the anti-Semitism. You got the refusal to do an apology. He then eventually takes down the apology. He demands a trade from a good team. And now we're back to the video rants. We're back to going on video with the sage burning and sounding like a maniac. And now he's sitting out not playing anymore. This isn't a contract year. Someone gives him the $200 million that he wants, guarantees him all of that. How's he going to behave then? Most guys are best behavior in contract years. He's still a maniac. There is no way he's getting the contract he wants, and he can absolutely play right now. He's not because he wants the money. He doesn't want the blame. It's all about the money with the biggest phony in the NBA, Kyrie Irving. We found out yesterday during that Mavericks-Memphis game, it was on ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, John Morant apparently is in a counseling program here in Florida. Is that like a rehab type of thing? Is that an alcohol type of situation? Maybe, but all they said was he's in a counseling program. He's getting help. Let him get help, but for me, I have a hard time with the sympathy when it comes to John Morant. Needing to get help does not excuse violent behavior. This is violent behavior he has repeatedly exhibited. Needing to get counseling, it's still about poor decisions. Needing to get counseling, okay, good, get the counseling. But for me, it doesn't excuse extraordinarily bad slash violent behavior. So, and on top of it, the stress that he's got to deal with all the stress. You're not going to get sympathy from most of the general public. You're a millionaire NBA athlete. You live a charmed life. Not that it should necessarily matter, but 
he didn't come from a bad upbringing either. This isn't someone who's been through all kinds of struggles. The general public is not going to be sympathetic to this kind of behavior. That this is how you're handling stress of being a professional athlete. You've resorted to this type of violent behavior and the guns and the beating up 17-year-olds and the bullshit. I'm sorry. Get help. That's fine. But for me, it does not excuse anything. And by the way, to the Memphis Grizzlies credit, it doesn't sound like it excuses that type of behavior to them either. Oh, by the way, has the softest commissioner in professional sports said anything yet? Where is Adam Silver? And it's, he hasn't even been suspended. Oh, no, the Grizzlies have suspended. No, they haven't. He's still getting paid. That's not a suspension. Where is the softest commissioner in professional sports? I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Adam Silver skates, man. He lets the players run the league. They do. The softest commissioner in sports. One of the biggest stars in the league. Flashing guns on Instagram. Beating up 17-year-olds. His, his crew, his friends, whatever you want to call them. Laser pointers, possibly guns, at the Indiana Pacers traveling party. Where is the commissioner? Where's the commissioner? It, it's, it's pretty amazing. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. You know I'm talking about Johnny Cuba. Pick up yourself a six-pack of Johnny right now at your local Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas, Broward Meat and Fish. We're talking European roots with the Caribbean soul. Start your evening with a refreshing German lager in a can. I love when you guys send me the videos. You're trying Johnny Cuba for the very first time. I'll post it on my Instagram. Of course, I'm an influencer. Everybody knows that. Hey, remember, you always got to drink responsibly. Pick up yourself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba right now. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. All right, so everybody knows, you know, my, my all-time favorite Miami Heat performance is authored by Shane Battier, 2013 NBA Finals, Game 7. But we're actually, we're, when the NCAA tournaments rolled around, one of the first guys I think about is Shane Battier. So that's why we're going to have him on the show here, because I love getting the, you know, the player, the student-athlete perspective as far as the NCAA tournament rolling around. NCAA champion Shane Battier joining us here. Shane, always great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You doing all right? You good? Everything all right in the Battier household? Jay-Z, you know, living living life, man. You know, living in Miami. Love it. It's home. Two healthy, great kids, beautiful wife. I'm living the dream. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Um, so what is this? You're, you're a 2001 national champion. You went to the Final Four a couple times. One of the all-time great collegiate careers, of course, at Duke. What is – so we're on Tuesday. The tournaments, you know, the real tournament games start Thursday and Friday. I know we have the first four tonight. What is this week leading up to Thursday and Friday's first-round games like for the student-athletes? It's, it's the best week of the year. Uh, look, you know, <laughs> I went to Duke for – the time we'd play in March and 
from the time the brackets come out to that first game, there's a, there's a nervous energy about the team. You've worked all year. You've been working since last August, all right, all for this time. So you're not going to reinvent yourself. There's nothing you're going to put into practice this week and say, okay, we're, we're going to do this after playing 30 games during the year. Uh, right now it's about being mentally prepared, being physically prepared to go out and play your best basketball. And uh, it's exciting. I mean, I, I still get chills every time I see Selection Sunday and – you know, I was a number one seed every every year. And, uh, you know, in your mind, you know, the coach is trying to tell you to focus on, you know, just focus on the first game and focus on, the, you know, the first weekend. Don't worry about the other side of the bracket. But it's hard as a player. You're a fan and we love college basketball. And, you know, you're doing in your, in your own mind the, the bracket of how it's going to play out. So as a player, you do look at, okay, if we win here, we'd probably play this team. And if we win here, we'd probably play this team. Yes, you know we're all we're all human. <laughs> we all grew up filling up brackets in middle school and high school. Uh, but you know, Coach K did a really uh, really cool thing. So, like during the regular season, any tournament that we play in, whether it's preseason NIT or the Maui Invitational or the Great Alaskan Shootout, he would break down the tournament into uh, little pods of four. He was like, "Look, guys, this is our little four team pod." All right, it's Duke, it's NC Asheville, it's Tennessee, and it's Washington. That's all we have to worry about. All right, don't worry about anything else. And it was a mentality that we, we developed that, like, we're just going to take care of our first game now, and then whoever we beat, we'll, we'll take care of them next. And everything else is out of our control, out of our mind. And so, um, you know, it allowed us to stay focused on what the most important thing was. And for us, it was like the Greensboro Regional, or it was the Philadelphia Regional. And the next weekend, you have, you have four new teams. And then when you get to the Final Four, it's four new teams. So you're not doing anything different. You're just playing this little mini tournament of four teams, and it helps keep you very focused. Now, granted, there's a day in between, you know, for Thursday and Saturday. You got Friday, you're going to practice. But do you practice at all for two teams, or do you only focus on, you know, how to play against the first team that you're going to play? Well, the coaches are preparing. So the coaches all have assignments, and and one team, uh, one coach is assigned a team. Uh, but as players, you're just focused on your first round matchup. You know, we we played Wofford and we played uh, Radford and and these schools from these small conferences every year. And it's funny, like the the first thing that they tell you is you get an entire information packet on these small schools. We don't know who they are. Right. We don't we don't know you know Pacific and you know. Right. <laughs> so first they tell you where they are. They tell you what conference they're in. They tell you who the best players are. So you didn't want to get in a situation where you're talking to the media and they're asking you, you know, what about what about Montana? You're like, dude, I have no idea about Montana, you know. So uh, you, you don't want to give the, the opponent any bulletin board material, uh, which I which I totally understand and, and think it's funny now. That was the first thing you got. You got to pack it on who you're playing, who the good players were, what their record was. And, and so you didn't embarrass yourself at, uh, in front of the media. It's funny you say that because on, on Sunday nights when the selection show came out, I'm explaining to my 14-year-old son. He goes, hey, so who do the Canes have? Where are they playing? What time? I go, well, they're playing Drake. He goes, who's Drake? And so <laughs> I had to explain to him, well, listen, every conference produces a champion, no matter how big or small. And, they, and that's the beauty of the NCAA tournament is no matter how small your school is, you're allowed to play for the championship. So you get a lot of schools that you've never heard of that are in this tournament. Now, when you were playing in the tournament, a 16 had never beaten a one at that point. It's only happened one time since, and we know Virginia then they made up for it. They won the title the very next year. 
But at that point, you're a one seed. You're playing 16s each year. Was it ever in the back yet? We don't want to be the first. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was a, you did not want to be that infamous team that went down to a 16, 16 seed. And like I'll, I'll never forget my sophomore year. Uh, we were playing uh, Radford in, in Winston-Salem. And it was probably like, you know, we're the number one team in the country. You know, we're rolling. I think we, we were up by like eight and a half. Okay, it was way too way too close for Coach K's uh, comfort, and so he came in at halftime and he yelled at us like we're playing North Carolina, <laughs> and lit a fire under us, and we went out, we blew them out. You know, ended up winning the game by thirty or so. Uh, but you know, a, a funny phenomenon happens with the NCAA tournament when the underdog hangs around in a game. Every fan all of a sudden becomes a fan of the underdog because they all want to be there to see it, to say, like, oh, I was there for that big upset. And so, like, what starts out is like, okay, this is a cute, plucky underdog team. You know, halfway through the first quarter, they may be winning. All of a sudden, the cheers are a little louder. And there's a pressure. There's a real pressure. And that's why this, this tournament is so fantastic. You feel the pressure. When an underdog team, when a team that's not supposed to win, is hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, the momentum is real, and you feel it. And the, the, the team that's a favorite, they oftentimes get super tight and they do things that, that they're not supposed to, you know, haven't been used to be doing the entire year. Um, but it, it, it's such a phenomenon that's, that's unlike any other place in any other sport. And that's why it's such a beautiful time of year. Now, and especially with a school like Duke, you know, either you're a Duke fan, you went to Duke, so you love Duke. But if you're not one of those two, like, when did you realize, wow, everyone else not only are they not rooting for us, they hate us. <laughs> well, you you learn that the first week of first week of practice, and it's different now. Duke is cool. I mean, like you know, they're young kids wearing Duke's stuff. When I was going there, no one was wearing Duke stuff, but Duke fans. Uh, but look, you go you go to a a, a powerhouse school. Uh, because you like the challenge. And if you don't like the challenge of, of being uh, the biggest game on, on the other team's calendar every single year, then like those powerhouse schools aren't really for you. You should go to a, like a smaller school. Um, and so we, we enjoy it. We enjoyed that pressure. And we didn't look at it as pressure. We, we look at it as great opportunity. There's nothing better than getting someone else's best shot and still kicking their butt, which did, we did. Did you, ever, <laughs> did you ever feel like you didn't fit when you first got there? Or did you always say, yeah, this, I'm, this is for me? Oh yeah, I, I wanted I wanted all the smoke. I wanted I wanted everything. I wanted the pressure. I wanted the competition. I wanted you know to live my dream. And, and I knew if I could do what I was capable of doing, um, you know, I, I'd go to a, a higher level. And so I I love the competition. I love the the pressure that was on our team. It wasn't pressure. It was opportunity. And uh, there there was no better feeling than 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 doing it at the highest level and uh, and and winning as many games as we did. What was it like winning the regional final? You qualified for the final four twice, and then like that first day back on campus. You know, when you re when you win the regional final, Coach K used to say it's the hardest game of the year because if you go to the final four, your season's validated. You know, whether you win a championship or not, um, you're there. You know, you're you're there, and so you had an unbelievable year. You're remembered forever as a final four team, and so when you get to the regional final, you've won three games. You're so close to the final four. You know, I've, I've lost one regional final. We're up 20 in the second half against Kentucky. Lost that game my freshman year. You know, won the regional final as a sophomore. Uh, won the regional final as a senior, obviously. And so, um, you know, 
it's part of the journey. Uh, and you, you know, you're excited. You're going to the final four. It's, it's super fun, but you know, like you're there, you know, for us, it was, our, our main goal was to win the national championship. And so it was just, it was a step in, in the process, but final four week was great. Uh, you know, so much pageantry. Uh, but again, like when you go to a school like Duke, it wasn't like, this is new and everyone's looking around wide eyed. Yeah, this is why we came here to play these type of games. And it was a business trip. And, you know, went, went, uh, you know, one and one in final fours. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. And it's something that, uh, it just can't be replicated in the NBA. It's just a very different, uh, energy and feel, especially when it comes to this month. Would coach K enjoy that journey or did you only see him enjoy it after you won? No, I think coach K was, was super present, um, and as as many games as we won, and you know, my four years it was 131 and 15 was our record, which is a record when I graduated. Um, he, uh, you know, he was very present in our run, uh, but he always talked about the next play. Okay, and so in life, the people who move on to the next opportunity faster than the competition usually wins. And uh, and so we'd win a game. Okay, guys, enjoy this next play, next game next quarter, next half, whatever it is, next week, next month, next tournament. And and so we were a very a very present basketball team. And we didn't get ahead of ourselves. We didn't look down the road. We didn't look back. Uh, we just wanted to be that as best as – we wanted to play as best as we could on that single day. And we did that time and time and time and time and time again. And that became um, kind of the hallmark of our team. It's very, very consistent and, uh, you know, a handful every time we step on the court. I've heard the stories about the mind games, essentially, that he would play with his star players. Did he do that with you? <laughs> well, he's a master motivator. Um, and so, you know, my favorite story is 1999. Um, we lost in the, in the national championship game to UConn. And it was the first time Duke had lost players as early entrance to the draft. So Elton Brand goes number one, William Avery goes number 10, Corey McGetty 14, Trajan Langdon graduates. And so Duke is, uh, you know, is down. Uh, and so all the haters came out and said, Duke is dead. You know, all they have are a bunch of freshmen, Carlos Boozer, Jason Williams, Mike Dunleavy, you know, good players, but they're too young. And three holdovers from the, the old squad, Chris Carwell, Nate James, Shane Battier. Well, Battier? That's Batty? This guy Batty is going to replace Elton Brand? Like, no friggin' way. And so Coach K, I think he sends my my apprehension. I was excited, but I didn't know if I could replace Elton Brand. I, I, I didn't know. Like, I thought I could, but I, I didn't really know. And so Coach K used to call me. And uh, I was at an internship in Chicago, and he called me and said, Hey, Shane, you know, did you wake up today and think about being the ACC Player of the Year? All right, and the National Defensive Player of the Year, and I sort of laugh and go, look. Well, Coach, you know, tech. Coach K hung up on me. He calls back the next day and says, "You know, hey Shane, I'm sorry about that, but I have a serious question. Did you go to work today thinking I'm going to be the, you know, National Defensive Player of the Year, get us back to the number one seed, get us back to the Final Four, and be the guy?" And I sort of laugh and I'm like, "You know, Coach, tech, he hung up on me again." <laughs> So he calls back the third day, and I finally wised up, but he, he said, Shane, did you wake up today and say to yourself, I'm the National Player of the Year, National Defensive Player of the Year. We're going back to the Final Four, and we're going to be national champions. I said, Coach, yes, absolutely. Count on me under God. And he said, look, we can't be that team unless you're that guy, and you can't be that guy until you believe that you're that guy. And so I want that's how I want you to think of yourself. 
every single day. Even if you're unsure of yourself, believe that image in your mind. And, uh, you know, two years later, that scenario played out where I was national player of the year, defensive player of the year, final four, number one seed national champion. And, uh, and so, you know, some call it mind game, some call it inspiration. Um, you know, coach K was a master at connecting people to a future that they may not see for themselves. And that's, that's, that's great leadership. That's great coaching. How many days in a row would he have done it? You think? And as many as it took, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not the smartest guy out there, but you know, I picked up on the pattern pretty quick. Now, like you said, uh, there's a different energy to the tournament final four than winning an NBA championship. Is it simply because, you know, one is you're a kid and the other one is you're an adult. It's just different. You know, people say, what do I love more? And it's like having kids. You don't love one more than the other. You love them very differently because they're special in, in their own way. Um, and so look, when I was a senior at Duke, it was, you know, I was a senior captain. It was my team. And I was in charge of them. I had to lead them. And so there's a certain stroke that comes from, you know, being preseason player of the year and, and actually doing it. And then, you know, as a member of the Heat, I was, you know, fifth starter and average about six points a game. <laughs> but I played I played big when it when it mattered the most. And so um I'm I'm super proud of being part of that run as well. And so, you know, I, I love them both. I'm I cherish both. And uh not one is not better than the other. Uh, sorry, Heat Nation, uh, but they're, 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 just, they're just different. They're just different. Shane, what do you got going on right now that everybody can hear about? Let us know. Oh, we're, we're still rocking and rolling with the, the Bad Idea Take Charge Foundation. I've uh, given away over $2.5 million in scholarships. Just had a successful Cabernet with Bad Idea. We're actually having a pickleball tournament coming up. Do you and play? My, Is that your thing now? I am learning. I'm not very good. Everyone okay, loves but it. We are, we are holding a pickleball tournament at the Biltmore um, on April 1st, coming up to raise money for the Bad Aid Take Charge Foundation. It's the, it's the Miami Open, the first uh, pickleball tournament in Miami history. So wow. uh, we hope to make this a super uh, annual event, but uh, it's going to be a great day of pickleball and, and, and have some music and some booths and some some chalupas and some some cocktails. Uh, so we're super excited about that. But they're, uh, you know, rocking and rolling. If you want to get involved with Take Charge Foundation, go to badiatakecharge.org. We're always looking for mentors and uh, and and people to uh, to help some special young people in our area. Awesome. Great job as always, Shane. Keep up the great work and always love when you make time to, to step in on the show. Thank you so much, Shane. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Later, man. Always love having Shane Battier on the show. And he's really good to me. And that's the truth. Now, I'm, I'm not kissing ass there. I've told him before. I've told you guys before. It's my all-time favorite Miami Heat performance. You know, Osazla, how could that be your favorite? I just... It it, it 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 has such I don't know I I felt the emotion in that game so you got to you got to remember it's game seven 2013 finals he finishes six of eight from three I think he was five of his first five and you got to remember and, and it's not like it's not just that he hit all the threes I mean hell Mike Miller the year before had six threes as well in the game five closeout game against Oklahoma City granted one game was a blowout this game was super tight that's part of it. All six of Shane's threes were enormous. Needed all of them. That's part of it. But really, his story was unbelievable because he really struggled late in the seat, really struggled in the playoffs. He got benched in the finals. He got DNP, coach's decision. That's never happened before. And then in game six, coach gave him a shot. 
He played a little bit, knocked down a couple threes. All right, let's see what got. So game seven, he was back in the starting lineup. Coach went back to him. All right, let's see what you got, Shane. Let's see if you've snapped out of this funk. And he starts five for five. He had six total threes. And and there was one moment, like after he hit the fifth one, I think, and he's five for five. The game was so close. If you remember that game seven against San Antonio. Classic game. And he was running up the court, and, and his, his fists were clenched, and, and he was so pumped up. And it just, in that moment, you know, it was, I, I, I felt all the emotion. And of course, when the game was over, he was like almost on the verge of tears in center court. And it was, an inc- it was just an incredible emotional turnaround for him going from that to that. And, and of course, they don't win that game without his performance. I mean, obviously. So it's my all-time favorite Miami Heat performance. Shane Battier's game seven, 18 points, <coughs> excuse me, six of eight from three. I-, I love it so much. Let me tell you about one of our new sponsors. Talk about favorites. I had no idea what to expect when I first walked into Broward Meat and Fish, all right? So let me tell you a little bit about our newest sponsor, Broward Meat and Fish. If you love good food, stop everything you're doing. We all love good food. What am I even saying? But we all want the best quality when we're prepping our next meal. Broward Meat and Fish. This is your one-stop shop for not just fresh meat and fresh seafood. The best selection of meat and seafood I've ever seen. I wasn't prepared when I walked into Broward Meat and Fish for the first time. Their newest location, you can find the location nearest you, BrowardMeatAndFish.com. They got three locations. Margate, that's the newest one. Pembroke Pines right by me. North Lauderdale as well. But when I walked into their newest location in Margate, grand opening a couple weekends ago, I had no idea. I'm talking a Full supermarket here. Complete selection of groceries, frozen foods, freshly prepared hot food, deli meats. They'll make you a board set sub right there. Wines, cheeses, so much more. I was there with Johnny Cuba a couple weekends ago. My man Juan. Hey, don't forget, pick up your Johnny Cuba picante sauce made with the finest Jamaican peppers. That's at Broward Meat and Fish also. You know what I'm talking about. But you get everything you need at Broward Meat and Fish. The butchers and fishmongers at their full-service meat and seafood counter, they're going to prepare your selection exactly the way you want it. You get the perfect cut. You get the freshest flavor and quality. And here's also what I love about Broward Meat and Fish. They have specialized in serving the Caribbean and Latin community here in South Florida for over 30 years. Broward Meat and Fish offers all the products that remind all of us where we came from. The shelves are stocked with international brands from including Jamaica, Haiti, Mexico, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, Peru. You're getting the flavor that you love at Broward Meat and Fish, making you feel like you're right back at home. BrowardMeatAndFish.com, newest location, Margate, newest sponsor on the show. So everybody give it up for Broward Meat and Fish. Love them over there. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. You know how we wrap every show with the big stories that we haven't been able to get to earlier in the program. Big deal or not a big deal. Trevor Bauer, a disgraced pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. They waived him a couple months ago. His suspension was up. They waived him anyway. You know, he got that uh, sexual battery type of case. The, The charges were not filed, but we all know what happened. You saw the pictures. He's saying it was consensual. She's saying it wasn't can't be proven so it is what it is he signed a one-year deal in japan this is a big deal to me because major league baseball they're actually holding up certain standards you figure there'd be one team out there that would say yeah we'll sign you nope 
their hazards. He's off to Japan. That, to me, is a big deal. We'll see what the NBA does with a, with, with a guy like Miles Bridges, who's still a free agent out there from the Charlotte Hornets, who pleaded no contest to beating up his, his wife in front of the children. Terrible. LeBron's yucking it up with him on the sidelines, you know, because he's with Clutch. If you're with Clutch, this kind of behavior is okay. We'll see what the NBA eventually does if they take, take the same tact as Major League Baseball teams. Big deal or not a big deal? Big road win last night for the Milwaukee Bucks in Sacramento. Late in the game, Giannis is dribbling out the clock, and Trey Lyles from the Kings kind of behaving like an asshole, tries to, like, steal it from him, which there's 15 seconds left. You're down by nine. Let him dribble out the clock. And it ends up with him shoving Giannis, and so obviously that's not going to be accepted. 20 seconds left. The, the Kings let the clock run out. Woo! I mean, Bucks were down by 15. Come back to be up by 11. But look at oh no! Oh look at this! You don't want that to happen in a game like this. Yeah. Oh wow! It started with Lyles coming at Giannis. Brooke Lopez was not here for it and confronted him. Tension running high. An emotional basketball game. I mean, right in front of us, it was the initial shove by by Trey Lyles and, and Brooke Lopez standing up for his teammate. Yeah, Trey Lyles behaved like an asshole in this spot. So Brooke Lopez, of course, is going to get angry. And he is scary when he's mad, that Brooke Lopez. Lopez and Lyles obviously get ejected. I mean, hell, there was only a few seconds left in the game. But this is very poor behavior out of Trey Lyles. Can't defend it. I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Like I mentioned there with Shane, first four. You know, essentially the play-in for the NCAA tournament. That begins tonight. This is not a big deal to me. I can't treat the first four the way that I do the game starting on Thursday. Like, this is not must-see TV tonight. 16 versus 16, 11 versus 11. I know Pitt's one of those teams, the 11 seed. I- I'm-, I'm not that into it. Maybe I'll maybe get small TV status here in the Zaslow Mansion family room. I don't know. I do like, though, that they don't call it first round anymore. Remember that garbage a few years ago? This is not the first round. You want to call it first four? Fine. Not the first round. Don't ever do that again. So I'm going not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So you may remember, this is like a month ago. Stephen A. Smith on first take. And Jay Williams. They went at it. And it felt, it felt like there was a lot of animosity. Jay Williams was accusing Stephen A. Smith about making it personal about Kyrie Irving. Stephen A. Smith was very offended with Jay Williams taking that tact. And Stephen A. Smith admitted yesterday that he does have personal beef with Kyrie Irving and his father. Stephen A. Smith admitted, he goes, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but his daddy knows what it is. I'm, here's the thing, though. I'm going not a big deal. Just because Stephen A. Smith has personal beef with Kyrie Irving does not mean that he cannot speak unbiased about Kyrie Irving. You can dislike... I mean, hell, I don't like I don't like Kyle Lowry. I told you earlier in the show here today, I thought he had a very good game last night. I cannot like the guy and still be unbiased. 
Same thing for Stephen A. Smith. He can have personal beef with Kyrie Irving and his father and still be able to speak from an unbiased perspective if he so chooses. So I'm going not a big deal. Finally, big deal or not a big deal? Oh, last night. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Monday Night Raw last night. And by the way, if you go to my Twitter account, at Zazlo Show, you'll see we started the ultimate WrestleMania bracket for my wrestling show. It's still real to me. That's posted the bracket. 32 teams seated 1 through 16 on one side, 1 through 16 on the other side. 32 ultimate WrestleMania moments for you guys to vote on. The bracket is posted on my Twitter, at Zazlo Show. And also, we're putting the brackets on my Twitter timeline. You could vote right now. There, the, the polls are open. I put four first-round matchups last night. The polls for those are open for a few days. I'm going to post four more tonight. So we need you guys to vote. Go vote. We'll continue to update the brackets. Anyway, last night, Monday Night Raw, Edge and Finn Balor. We know they're fighting at WrestleMania. It's going to be hell in a cell. That's a big deal. Triple H, he doesn't get rid of. He doesn't get rid of. Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. He wants to make it special again. An actual Hell in a Cell fight. How do you make it special? You have a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania. That's a big showdown between Edge and Finn Balor. I love it. That's a big deal. Are we going to see the demon Finn Balor make a return? Whoa. I don't know. I can't tell the future. We'll find out April 1 or April 2, night 1 or night 2. I don't know which night this match is going to be. But Edge versus Finn Balor, Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania 39, that's a big deal. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Yes! All right. So, no Heat basketball tonight. The Heat are back in action tomorrow. They host Memphis. The Panthers, they don't play again until Thursday where they're hosting Montreal. So all these other teams like Pittsburgh, who had all these games in hand on the Panthers, that's all going to be evened out by Thursday. And we're going to have a furious race to the finish for these two wildcard spots. That's what we got going on here this evening. All right. Excellent job by everybody who put together a great show today. Appreciate all your hard work. Thanks, of course, to Shane Batty. That's my guy. He's always really good to us. If you want to get involved in the show, you can email at uh, uh, jonathanzaslow at gmail.com. The email is also there under my Twitter bio, which is at Zaslow Show, of course. If you want to partner up with the program, we got a couple new sponsors starting at the end of this week. I'm very excited to tell you guys about them. Looking forward to getting them on board, and we'll see what happens moving forward. All right, we'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. 
You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.